you're ready. <laughs> I thought I was hosted, but you can go. <laughs> you are hosting. I thought it would be cool if we spoke at the same time. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens, where we talk all things K-pop. And I am Nat, and I am joined by the lovely Jimin. Bonjour. And hola from me. And we're going to get into it. I, I'm i going to preface this, guys, and say that, you know, things have been a bit light on the K-pop news front because of the lunar holiday. You know, everybody deserves a break. They definitely don't get one during the New Year's, like the, the holiday season, really. So this is it. <laughs> so, yes, this might be our shortest episode. We'll see. I mean, you know, we can talk. So for <laughs> about we'll, nothing. We'll, yeah, hours. Really. <laughs> Really, so we'll we'll try to make it interesting at the very least. So let's start with what are you listening to, Jimin? Okay, so I have mostly been listening to OSTs, Attack on Titan, season four OST. I've been listening to a little bit of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OST. Let me think, what else? In terms of K-pop, I feel like it's the usual suspects. Yeah, you if you know our show you know what i listen to the usual suspects i'm trying to like broaden my horizons but like you know it's 2022 just started allegedly about a month ago so (laughs) i'm just trying to like figure out what's out there first and then we'll dive into you know something new because here lately like i said it's just the usual suspects for the most part what about you what you been listening to I've been listening to a lot of different music. Obviously, GOT7 is my jam. I did, I was telling you earlier, I did start like the radio station. So I've been listening to a lot of music and people have actually been like requesting songs. So I've been listening to stuff that I generally don't, wouldn't listen to. And I've gotten some like really good ITZY, some good Monster X as well. So I'm like adding to my K-pop listening pool you know, like, you know, you make that playlist for like current popular songs. I've been adding to that, you know, quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. And also too, through our album reviews, our album reviews, like, you know, sometimes we get some duds. I mean, we know, but I really did like the CIX one. Like when I was, okay. I put it out because we were recording on Tuesday, guys. But yeah, I, Ooh, I go did, listen to that, y'all. Yeah, go listen Not to right, that. Listen to, this. listen to yeah. that and then <laughs> listen to this or vice versa. Yeah, I guess exactly. you would have to be already listening to this. <laughs> yeah, don't stop listening to this. Listen to this, and then go to Patreon, sign up for a Patreon, and then you can listen to the CIX review. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, I was listening to that, and I was like, honestly, Lost is still that girl. So I was like, okay. But yeah, I've been listening to everything. First gen, second gen, third gen, everything. And my faves right now, Fiction has made a comeback for me. Fiction by Beast. It's the classic. It's a classic song. If you talk about classic K-pop, it's a classic song. Uh, CAX is lost. Got seven. I've listened to like their slower stuff. Okay. Like they're more, you know, R&B, ballads kind of stuff. I, I mean, Got seven is really not known for <laughs> ballads and shit, but Wave is from their last album is like my favorite Got Seven song of all time. So, and it's definitely a ballad. So it's, it, I mean, it's not a super slow ballad, but it is pretty ballady. And yeah, so listen to that, guys. But yeah, so that's, I mean, uh, everything, but also that seven and also some Big Bang because I had some very happy things. <laughs> but we can get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Let's get into the debuts and comebacks. So Ooh. yeah, as I mentioned, it's pretty light. Right now, like comeback wise, we're we're hearing a lot of people coming back, and there were some people from before who were promoting that they were coming back, but there wasn't anything that was like actually that new. I mean, outside of Ravi, you know, your favorite, <laughs> dropped his second yeah. album called Love and Bite, and the song was "Winner" by Ash Island, and Mark dropped uh, his solo track child from nct lab which i assume is like sm station but just like for nct i don't know okay i want to go backwards a little bit and say the song ash vote with ash island is that featuring ash island or is it written by ash okay you said by ash island oh sorry sorry so it's rabbi featuring ash island 
and the song is called Winner. And yeah, and those are like the ones that I've listened to so far from like the comebacks. I'm I, like I know that Kyle. Uh, I think Mark works in a group. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, I love me some Mark Lee. That's my son. But I do feel like Mark works best in a group. I mean, the song's not bad, but it's not something that I would go back to. Fair. Sorry, Mark. And I mean, the other songs were okay. This song, and there was like, who else? Monbu from Mama Moo dropped a song. I mean, there's like stuff, like there was a lot that happened in K-pop comeback-wise at the beginning of the year, but it's kind of <laughs> tapered off. So in terms of the stuff that I'm excited for that's coming out soon, which is three of the former G-Friend girls, they're going to be dropping a song called Bop Bop. And it comes out actually tomorrow. And then A-Pink's Dilemma will be coming out shortly. And that's from their special album, Horn. I'm very excited for that. And Wanho is coming out with a mini album, I believe. And it's called Obsession. And that's coming out probably near the end of the month. And then Weekly just announced a new logo. So people are excited for their comeback, allegedly. Pink Bang Fantasy, who... <laughs> What? <laughs> what people are allegedly excited for weekly i mean i mean i was more allegedly about the, the comeback i'm i'm putting them on the list yeah. because i feel like a new logo equals to a comeback but you never know right and pink Fa fantasy is coming back and they're like diving into the nft game which is strange because they're a new group but okay and epic high oh. is coming back Tayon is coming back on Valentine's Day as well. Her pictures are pretty fire, like for her teasers. And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's it that I can think of really so far. Let us know if we missed a comeback or something that dropped that maybe we didn't talk about this month. Because, oh, sorry, last month. <laughs> I, just, I just realized it's February. It is February, guys. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Time has, fl has flown so quickly. So yeah, just let us know if we missed anything. Any Anybody on there that like piqued your interest at all or? So now I definitely want to listen to Child. I could, I have not listened to that. And I definitely want to listen to that. I am looking forward to Wanho and Weekly just because yes. I obviously have familiarity with Wanho. I've obviously liked his music before. And Weekly, I feel like we did an album review on them and I... I remember liking a bit what I heard. So I'm just curious. So we'll see. Yeah. And their song after school last year is one of my favorite songs from last year. Like it didn't get the hype that ASAP got, but it really was like an ASAP in my opinion. Like they were on the same level. Interesting. So hmm. it, yeah. So I'm hoping that this is more of like, because last year was Stacy's sort of like big breakout year. I hope that mm -hmm. this is the same thing for um, weekly this year. So well, yeah. we'll see. They have to impress us. So yeah, of course. Cool. I mean, the music better pop guys, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so let's get into the topics and the big news. If you don't know, now, you know, big bang is coming back. <laughs> it's insane. Allegedly. No, they are definitely coming back with a single. And it's a pre-release, so we don't, like, I mean, the alleged part will probably be more on the album, because we don't know what's going to happen with that. But a lot of people feel like they're going to test the water with, like, the public. With this pre-release that's coming out in spring, it's going to be with the four members of Big Bang, who are the members of Big Bang, guys. It's a four-member group now, like, get over it. And they are, I mean, we don't know what the song's going to be like. We don't know concept. We don't know anything, really. We just know that they're working on it. and. Super excited. And the second part of the news is that Top has left YGE. So he is allegedly starting a one-man agency where he can just, you know, act and make his music and sell his art and, you know, be Top. <laughs> even I feel like even so, that definitely makes me feel like the YG ship internally is sinking. Yeah. They were, Even more than I think we already kind of thought, you know? Yeah, they they were pretty dedicated to the company and to the to the extent, you know, that they just, like, 
I think if things hadn't gone down the way they had when he went to the military, I think that the company could have handled it better. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that Top would have been more comfortable with staying at G. But it it sounds a lot like they he was kind of waiting for the their contract to come to an end. His contract, his specific contract, because I we don't know what's happening with the other guys, right? And if their lengths mm-hmm. are different, because I mean, not everybody signs the same length of time in terms of a contract with the company, right? Especially after the right. initial the initial signing. So exactly, yeah. So uh, like a lot of but a lot of it, it kind of hints towards him waiting the contract out <laughs> and then like being a part of the group on his own terms. That's mm-hmm. what it comes across as because he did put out that Instagram post, the infamous one, where he was like, I love my group. I love my fans. And it was a picture of the four of them. And, you know, some people got in their feelings. And he has actually also gone on to, I think, Instagram as well. After the news came out that he no longer was signed to JYPE. And he said he's happy. He said he's so very happy. So, yeah, it, I'm happy because Top's happy. <laughs> and I'm so Congratulations to him. I'm so excited for Big Oh my god! Yes, congratulations to them. That all uh, it's like K-pop awoke from a slumber when the news dropped. It was like people who I hadn't seen on Twitter in forever were like, "Big Bang is coming back!" (laughs) It was insane. So thank you guys. Like the world is healing. I feel. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Like I. I, they they are my group, so I'm very excited about this. But anyways, we will get to the next topic. More good news. So Kyuna and Don are engaged. They are going to be married. Okay. When you think of okay, <laughs> you know, okay. Well, I I know I didn't let you finish the story, but I have to tell you my initial reaction to this. My initial reaction to this, I don't know why like I thought this, but I was like, Here's two people that probably, <laughs> probably, this is great for them. Congratulations. Yes. And it's always great when you're happy, but I just, they remind me a lot of like the Joker and Harley Quinn. Like, <laughs> I don't know who I like. And it's nothing about their personalities. It's just, I guess, the way they look. The aesthetic. And it's like this. The aesthetic, exactly. And it's like, this is going to be creative and interesting. And these children that they're bearing are going to be creative and interesting. And, you know, congratulations. I, you know, I love happiness and I love love. So yes. good for them. Also, the shenanigans. I feel the, the wedding. I hope the wedding is a, like just a giant concert and, and entertaining. <laughs> And I'll just leave it at that. I feel like there's so many things I could say that I really want to say, but you know, it's like, you know, you know how people are these days. So, <laughs> yeah, no, Good honestly, when I heard that they were engaged, my first thought was like, oh, we're going to get our first K pop ghost wedding because like their aesthetic is so like, <laughs> ghost wedding. It's going to be, uh, what, what is the uh, nightmare before Christmas? Nightmare, that's what they actually remind me of the nightmare before Christmas. That's always yes. who they remind me of, not Joker Jack and Harley Quinn. Because Joker and Harley Quinn are so dysfunctional. But I feel like yes, the couple in, in The Nightmare Before Christmas are not. They're actually lovely people. You know, they just, you know, a little bent, a little different. You know, a little yeah, ghastly, different. a little ghostly, dead. You know, uh, and so... They have uh, buttons for eyes. <laughs> I guess they don't. I guess they're skeleton people. Yes. Only Jack Skellington has... Well, no. Okay, I don't know. We're going. I'm digressing too much. The point is, Hannah and Don both have eyes. Yes, they both have eyes, and, that and they're both very pale. And I yeah. think that aesthetically, they're gonna have a ghost wedding, and I am here for it because I love love, and ghost I love wedding. how they have literally marketed themselves as a couple. And I was a little worried that Don would mess it up, and I say Don because. Let's be real, guys. If somebody was going to mess up this relationship, it was going to be done. But I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I'm very happy that they're still together and that they're still so in love and that they're changing K-pop. They're changing the like the entertainment space just by being themselves. 
And I, yeah. I think that's so important. And that's so, I think there's a lot of idols who are going to see this and they're going to think like, oh my God, I can also, you know, if they're dating idols or whatever, they can also do that and still do their jobs and not feel like they're, there's going to okay. be repercussions. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like, let me ask you a real genuine question. Sure. Do you feel like this only works for Hannah and Don for like, because sometimes I feel like the reason why this works for them is like very particular. One, like Hannah is basically like a brand, in like herself. almost like untouchable. You know what I mean? Like she, mm-hmm. she, she's just kind of, she doesn't really need the machine, so to speak, of like fandom to, to be in the news. And, and, and it, like, because of the point she is in her career, right? Mm-hmm. And then Don is literally so new to the industry that he didn't even get the chance to get that machine. So I almost feel like they're in a very unique position to where while I agree that they're breaking so many barriers and I do think going forward, this is going to set some sort of a precedent. I do wonder, like, I wonder if this like worked out so well for them in the first place because they were both already in positions where it's not like you could have hurt their career. Like, you know what I mean? Like looking back on it, I guess it's easy to say. Cause I guess like in the moment, I definitely think we were like, all kind of like, cause we were like, it's kind of uncomfortable how Hannah is. And then when we found out we were like concerned, but like hindsight truly is 2020, I guess. But at the same time, looking back, I'm like, Hmm, they were never going to face the type of backlash we were expecting. They were never, that was never going to happen to them. Look at them. Yeah. They're, they're Jack Skellington and his wife. I forget what his <laughs> name was. I they're do too. Jack Skellington, except for one of them is Jack Skellington with a wig. Yes. So, oh no, I agree. I do agree that it it took these sort of unique this this unique situation to make the change and to sort of not deal with some of the harsher repercussions. Because there are some idols who like because of the nature, I think also of their fandom where they would like, they're still sort of not quite slaves to their fans, but they kind of are in some cases, unfortunately, because they're that dependent on, you know, what their fans think, because that's where their money is with Huna. She's not a, like her relationship with her fans is basically like she, she breathes and her fans are happy. You know, so it, mm-hmm. it's it's the nature of her fandom and her image. She doesn't have an image, like she has a very fierce image and it attracts people who are like, yes, girl, yes, queen. And so you don't have right. that same type of dynamic where if somebody was like, you know, like a flower boy or flower girl, the dynamic is very different because there's a little bit more of a paternalistic sort of or maternalistic view on it. And then on top of that, Huna has a lot of international fans and international fans. I mean, like not all of them, like <laughs> let's be real, but a, like a lot of the people who were into like four minute and into, in, into Huna, like we don't care. Like we're just like, girl, live your life. You're not right. banging everybody at Cube. Like what? You're like, those are the kind of fans Huna has. So I, I do feel like, she definitely is the glue and the reason for the most part that this worked, but also with Don, like Pentagon literally had a single, like one single sort of be their, their popular single. And it came out in such a competitive year that it was quickly overshadowed. You know, even though shine is a fantastic song, it also came out in what, like 2015 or something like that. Or yeah. Yeah. One of those, it was like the, right. It was like, it came out after love scenario, which yes. It we know what happened. No, yeah, it had no <laughs> chance against love scenario. Yeah, exactly. And so, like it, and that was like, if I remember correctly, that was also the year when Momoland dropped Boom Boom. So there was a lot of like really big songs. Unfortunately, it was 2018, yeah. But there were a lot of really big songs in that year. So even though people were like, Shine is like Shine is a fantastic song, it was just so competitive. And BTS was really just like blowing everybody up anyways at that time too so it you know like pentagon didn't have the foothold that it should have because i thought i think i've been following them for most of their career and they do drop pretty good music but they just didn't have the pull that they needed and so he was in a position where he didn't really have much to lose you know like oh he's not in his group anymore okay <laughs> it, felt like so. it, was, it wasn't that <laughs> they ain't doing it anyway 
yeah. But I like what like what I liked about it is because they promote together. Like you know, Huna and Don is a brand now. You know, they joined P Nation together. They actually go on. Sh- they were on this show. I can't remember what the show was called, but it was like with a lot of like older Korean people, and it was really they were there to talk about their relationship, which is mind blowing. I would have never expected something like that, even like yeah. five years ago. So I definitely think that it's because of who they are that they were able to get, you know, get as far as they were, but also to just time. K-pop is not the young person's genre that it used to be. Like a lot of us are hags, guys. <laughs> so, and not just as fans, mm-hmm. but as idols. You know, first gen idols are still promoting. They're still relevant. So I think it's like a natural progression and you needed you know, there's always going to be the first, you know, and Hina and Don just happened to be the first. And I'm happy that they are the first because they, it could have went, you know, another way, you know, and completely like ended <laughs> any like relationships idols could have in public, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very good that it was Hina and Don and they're so themselves and their, you know, their love for each other is very evident. And it's, it's, it's like th- this whole thing happened because she, they you know she could keep her hands to herself so i mean (laughs) there's definitely like a genuineness about them that people like and so very happy for them their rings are cute and yeah we wish them all the best like please share i'm very i'm gonna be very interested in how this wedding looks because i do feel like it's gonna be a ghost wedding so please share some photos guys (laughs) that's all we ask yes all right so i kind of feel like we most of the good news happened at the beginning because we're going to be getting into some, you know, interesting things after this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to like switch it up a bit. I'm just going to go to through some like quicker news. So Young, you know, of wet fame and race fame has left Starship and I'm wishing him all the best. I love Young. Everybody check out Young. He has such great music and he's, has such an amazing voice he sings r&b so he's more of like he he does collaborate with idols like specifically most well mostly monster x like starship because he was under starship but his vibe is basically just r&b and he sounds so good so definitely give him a listen and then covid report so hyolin from sistar jinsu from jyj or TVXQ also has COVID. Yun Hyuk from Super Junior, Eric and Young Hoon from The Boys, Yoshi from Treasure, Kim, and then there's Kim Dong Han, Yu Yong Ha, and Kang Suk Hwa from Wei. So these idols all have COVID because COVID is still a thing that's happening. And, you know, uh, they have not really stopped promoting and being on shows where they have live audiences. So yeah, we do, we are wishing for speedy recovery, no long-term COVID issues or complications. And, you know, everybody just wear a mask. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Wash your hands with soap. Hand sanitizer is okay in the, in, in the short term. But you really need to be washing your hands, guys. And when I say wash your hands, you need to be, this is a PSA because I feel like a lot of, I've been to public washrooms. I know a lot of people don't know how to wash their hands properly. Gross. But yes, you want to get in the crevices of your fingers, people. You want to make sure you're getting underneath your nails. You want to make sure you're getting all in there and you're doing it for at least 60 seconds. And ideally you want it to be warm water, but if it's cold, if, you know, you do what you got to do, guys. But yes, that's our Nyan PSA, because as I said, I've been to public washrooms and I've seen a lot of people not know how to wash their hands and that's not going to help. So yes. yes. What do you, any, any, anything to add about K-pop and COVID? Mm, nope, not okay. really. I mean, you know, it, we, we've been in this for two years, so, you know. Yeah. Not much more to say. Be better, guys. Yes. So another cute thing that happened, Charlie XCX, who is fantastic, guys. You should definitely also listen to her music. <laughs> she put out a tweet about Vernon from 17. 
And she was like, how do I get in touch with Vernon? And then she like quote tweeted that and, and went, hi, Pledis, want to collab? And they go back to her. So, you know, we might see Charlie XCX and Vernon or 17. I don't know. So he, I don't know if it's him who tweeted or somebody from their company, but said, yes, still can't believe this is real. Wow. So we, I feel like that would be a fire track because she's amazing at what she does. And who's Vernon again? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't really know how to describe him other than saying he's the native Amer the native English speaker of the group. He's uh American. Okay. I, I didn't know he, I figured he was because of the English name, but I wasn't sure. Like he's a, he's a singer, right? No, he's a rapper. That makes sense. The English person raps, the English speaker rap. Okay, okay. That's gonna be interesting. Cause she is more of a singer, but okay. No, I mean, he's I've heard him I've heard him carry a tune. I mean, I wouldn't call him a singer, but I've definitely heard him carry a tune before. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see what comes of this and cuz this is definitely like one of the coolest ways that people have collaborated. So, yeah. Good for you guys. And let's see. Momoland is going to be touring Mexico. Which um, it's not strange, but you know, we gotta make I, that work. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think this is strange. I mean, I, I, when I, whenever I think of like where K-pop is popular, I definitely always think South America. I never think Central America. Mm, it's very interesting that, like, like I honestly do. I feel like a lot of artists, unless you're like a really big artist. I feel like a lot of artists tend to like weirdly skip over Mexico, like in tours, mm. unless it's like a, you know, a bigger artist or like it's a, like a straight up world tour. Like you never really just like you, like, for example, you'll see our artists, you know, doing like, the, like J Japanese concerts where they'll go yeah. to different cities in Japan. Every city never that they can go really, to. <laughs> exactly. Every city they can go to in Japan, but you never really see them going to every city they can go to in Mexico. Like it, yeah. it's just not something you see. So it's definitely a little bit like out of nowhere. But it's actually really cool that you know they're doing that and broadening, I guess, their their horizons and their reach in a way. Well, they did do recent song "Yummy Yummy Love," which is actually really good, guys. It does feature Natty Natasha, who's like a reggaeton sort of artist. So it makes sense. But once again, like I, when I think of reggaeton, I think of like South America, you know, like I, yeah. so it is one of those things again. Yes. So basically they are going to be leaving on Monday coming up and it's their second trip since 2019. Ooh, and basically they're going to be doing some real promotions on the ground. So they're going to appear as a special guest in the final round of Todos Bailar, a dance competition show on Mexican broadcast network Azteca Uno. And okay. they are going to engage in various promotional activities for the new city, sorry, the new single in major Mexican cities, including Mexico City, Guadalajara, and Monterrey. So nice. Nat, I'm shocked that you didn't you you didn't flex your Spanish skills on us for a second. Okay, first of all, I suck at ruling my R's. It's something. No, I'm talking about me. the what's the name of the show? The show? Uh, Toro Sabalar. Toro Sabalar. <laughs> mm. Yes. You know um, what bailar means, right? Yeah. Bailamos. Okay. It means to dance. Yes. So, yeah. No. <laughs> As I said, like, I still can't roll my R's. I'm sorry, guys. If I come mm -hmm. to your city and I speak to you in Spanish, I'm not going to, my R's are just not going to be rolled. They're going to be unrolled. I'm sorry. It's just something that I cannot do. Uh, I saw a Swiss roll in a store the other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just made me think of that. But, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. But good for Momoland. I mean, at this point, these companies need to make money, and touring is how they make money. And if you have a fan base somewhere, you have to go there. Like, I love the idea that, like, if you have a like even one fan anywhere, like you have, you have to, to go have there. To, you do. To you have to place. go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's COVID times. You got to do what you can do. Yes. Okay. So our last two stories 
Uh, okay, I think we're going to do the harder of the two first because I feel like there's more of a discussion with the second one. So <clears throat> this is a trigger warning. Suicide, homophobia, sexism, bullying. So there were two deaths recently due to online trolling and bullying. And it, the first one was for Kim in hyuk who is a 28-year-old professional volleyball player of the Daejeon Samsung Fire Blue Fangs. And basically, he had all... He had previously vented about psychological damage from internet trolling via social media since last year. He wrote, I thought I had better ignore decade-long misunderstandings around me, but I'm tired of it. Please stop. The malicious comments have harassed me for years. I can't stand it anymore. And this is in referral, this is referring to criticism of his appearance, as well as rumors about his sexuality and claims that he appeared in pornography that have mushroomed on the internet. And I know, like, it's also because of his use of makeup and things like that. You know, Korea is a very against sort of being yourself. Unfortunately, like, it, there's, it's a very strong conforming society. So people who fall out of those, you know, very defined borders do have to do face these sort of situations. And it is unfair. It is so, like what kind of loser do you have to be to bully somebody online for living as they are, you know, as, as who they are and, and being true to that, you know, like, I know that people are like, Oh, it's people who are unhappy, blah, blah, blah. Well, your unhappiness is not really my problem. One, two, like your focus should be then on being happy and not trying to drag other people into the ugly place that you are in. And I, you know, obviously I heard to go out to his family and, you know, anybody who f is also suffering from this situation. So there's that. And then the second was Cho Jae Mi, who is 27, also known as, known as BJ Jam Jammy, who is a, tw a Twitch streamer at CJ's Creator Management Agency. She had been reeling from the trauma of internet trolling. And so her family, uh, her uncle, went on her Twitch page and said that Jangmi has suffered serious depression from malicious comments and rumors, which led to her suicide. The family will take legal action against the accusers responsible for the spread of rumors and misinformation about Cho. And so she entered the media platform as a game streamer in 2019 and had over 290,000 subscribers on Twitch and YouTube. She basically her downfall is because she had been accused of being a feminist by internet users from male dominant online communities such as DC Inside and FM Korea and suffered extreme emotional distress from cyberbullying. So once again, <laughs> we have people who are probably, you know, also dealing with some shit and they feel that the best way to deal to handle that is to bully some poor girl who may or may not have been a feminist. Who gives a fuck? Like who actually gives a fuck if she's a feminist or not? Like feminism comes in all different shades. One, two, what, like what is so offensive about equality, you know, and not having a specific gender be on top. Like, I just don't, there's so many things wrong with, online trolling online bullying we have also been victims of online bullying and like it's just really uncalled for guys like if you don't agree with somebody how they live their life how they are presenting themselves you know an opinion they had is if the opinion is all of these things are not affecting anybody and like their livelihood and it's not hurting anybody or their you know like outside of very sensitive people who you know don't who maybe got i know bullied by feminists one day i don't know but like it, like why like why would you do this why would you continue to harass people to this such extreme extents that they are going to take their lives or they think about taking their lives you know like there's no excuse i i honestly hope all these people go to jail 
to be honest, like it's not just enough to take their money. I think I hope they all go to jail because anybody who bullied her because she was, you know, allegedly a feminist to the point where she committed suicide, like you all should go to jail. Honestly, mm-hmm. for me personally, you should just go to hell straight. Like, don't stop at go, just go straight downstairs. Nobody wants like, and there's I'm pretty sure there's a specific circle for in hell for people like this. So that is my personal belief. But you know. To keep it PG, like I just hope they go to jail and they, you know, face as harsh as you know punishments as they can, because this is just unacceptable. And we need to do something about online bullying. We need to do something about online trolling. It's ridiculous at this point. Do you have anything to add? I, th- I feel like you you definitely <laughs> capture like all of those feelings of just like it's. It's we're at a point in time where it's like so easy for people to just bully people and feel no sense of responsibility for it. And it's just like, even if a person like even if there are some people who are like not affected by online bullying, it doesn't that doesn't give you like the right to keep bullying them. Yeah. Especially since what it does, it creates this idea that like, you know, because one person's not affected, that means other people are not going to be affected. Therefore, what whatever the bully is doing is not that wrong, you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, that's just not how any of this works. So, no, I definitely agree with, like, you know, people who on my, like, people who bully other people, like, yeah, especially vulnerable people. Like, you're preying on people who, because you know they're vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Like, you know women you know go through so much in like not just in korea but around the world but i mean like let's like let's talk about korea and you know the gender wars that basically are going on where like almost every week i'm hearing a story of like some man putting cameras in bathrooms and you know drugging people and all this like shit like the semen the semen in the tumbler the semen in the tumbler and that man That man only got charged with like, like it was basically like a graffiti charge or something like that because he sullied the tumbler and not that he sullied this woman. What if this man had some sort of STD? That's literally like a, like a biological weapon. Like, absolutely. That's a crime. Like that's an, yeah. Everywhere else. That's like a, that's like a horrible crime. Like that's like, you literally can kill somebody doing stuff. Like I was about to say, like, literally, depending on what kind of disease he had, that could have been attempted murder. I mean... That's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like murder almost, yeah. Yeah. But, like, because there is no, like, discrimination law in Korea, and that's something that, like, ha- they've been fighting against, like, a lot of the conservative parties and and, and um, the church, from what I've, I'm seeing in the news, it's... It's it's like so easy to hurt people who are different because the law doesn't recognize that they are actually people in a lot of cases. Right. And so, you know, and obviously, like, this is not just a career problem, guys. We have these very issues here, but the I feel like there's this like culture of like like if somebody's a feminist here, like they will get attacked, but I don't think the like the vitriol doesn't feel like it's the same. And there's also going to be a lot more public support, I think, in 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 like these in our countries, you know, versus somewhere like Korea where people were literally afraid of, you know, losing their jobs if they're associated with feminism. So mm-hmm. that's why the attacks are like a lot more vicious it seems and that's why we hear all about about like how bullying specifically leads to these 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 types of deaths a little bit more and and with celebrities as well so like i feel like that might be why like korea is not doing anything different per se but it is at the same time and yeah just (sighs) defend your friends guys if you see somebody is being unfairly attacked, speak up and, you know, take care of yourselves. You're not alone. 
There are a lot of online resources that you can use if you need to have someone to talk to. You can message us. We have gotten messages before on sensitive nature issues and, you know, we're discreet and we're always here to help. Obviously, we're not licensed professionals. We're not therapists, so yeah. We're not, we're not going to be able to, like, ongoingly meet, like, discuss things with you every week, you know, see how you're feeling and stuff like that. But we're definitely, like, here if you need to have someone to talk to you because, like, you know, there's you have a long life ahead of you. And it will be happy. You just, unfortunately, there's just some bumps along the way for the most part. So, Yeah. Uh, but we go from that to, I guess, our bigger topic of the night, more of a discussion topic. And it is about an, a Reddit post. So there was a Reddit post where somebody had typed the following. My cute aunt was saved, dot, 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 by BTS. And then it says in parentheses, I shit you not. And it says, I have made two posts on the sub in the past about my liberal left wing QA, Q aunt who descended down the rabbit hole of Chlor with a capital Q from cabals who eat kids to Democrats, Hollywood celebs trafficking people to Epstein Island. One day it all just stopped. She stopped sharing Q stuff, stopped believing in it. Stop, started talking about liberal stuff again like it never happened. I was baffled. Did she have dementia? A stroke? Today I found out the answer. It was BTS. She started getting into K-pop as soon as Dynamite was released. And dear Lord, now she knows their names, their mom's names, their favorite food, etc. From what she told what, me... Their mom's <laughs> Yes. From what, they, from what she told me, they inspired her to be a better person. They would make donations to BLM, rally for accessible mental health for all, and promote self-love and compassion. She's now an army, and I guess that's that. I'm not a big BTS fan, but if you're reading this in our BTS or a member of army, thank you. WTF, thanks so much. What a plot twist. I'm going to go lie down now. So this is the tweet or the post that went up. Mm. And, you know, initially when I read it, I was like... Okay, so she went from one cult to another, like, it's fine. You know, like, one is definitely the better of the two. So, like, regardless of how I feel about, you know, BTS and armies, like, it is definitely the better of the two. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think there's an argument of that. But, oh, well, you could probably make an argument about that. But, okay, let's just say, in my opinion, right now, at this moment, as I'm talking to you people, I think it is the better of the two. So. There you go. And I was like, okay, you know, we don't really get a lot of happy stories about fandoms like this. So, yay. Like, what is your, what is your initial reaction to this? Um, honestly, I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> no, like, for real. Like, I, I really don't know what my reaction is. Yes. So, but then... I got a bit cynical, <laughs> as is want to happen. Well, you know, I was like talking to some people about it, and I felt like there were some points brought up. One, you got to take a lot of these Reddit posts with a grain of salt. I mean, yes. people get creative on the internet. You never know what people, like what's true from what's not true. I mean, we all like to laugh and joke around about the am I the asshole post, but like how many of them are actually true, right? And then two, it's like, well, somebody who is that easily consumed <laughs> We'll literally just find something new in in two days. You know, like how if the Q on Q anon stuff didn't stick, who knows how long this army stuff is gonna stick? You know what I mean? So I think that there's like an underlying issue here. Maybe they need some therapy. Maybe they need to speak to somebody who's licensed who can help them not be so consumed by every rabbit hole they fall into. Yeah, because I definitely feel like people who jump from conspiracy to conspiracy or fandom to fandom, I usually find that it's like they're looking for something that they can't 
get just from being in the fandom, if that makes sense. Like they're not looking for like new music, for example, or, you know, whatever they like, they're not necessarily looking for that thing. Lots of times they're looking for a place to belong and that can be fickle. So I feel like it's more often than not is fickle. So Yeah. And then I was like, Hmm, you know, I feel like, like what would somebody have to gain from putting up a a fake story? Like if, if we go with the, the theory that it's a fake story, what is it? You know, what would somebody gain by putting up a fake story? And well, we know that the fandom for this group have a bad rep. You could go to any corner of the fandom and somebody would be like, oh, you don't want to be the armies of this. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a reality, guys. I feel like it doesn't matter where I am. Somebody will bring up BTS and armies, and usually BTS in kind of like neutral terms, but when they speak about their fan base, they always say something negative. So mm-hmm. I could, I, you know, like, I'm not saying that this is a, a, like, you know, the truth. I don't know the truth. I don't know who this person is, you know, whatever. But I also thought, like, hey, maybe this is something to help rehab the image that, you know, the fan has and that maybe have sort of been pushed onto the group because of the fandom. And because the fandom, you know, is so large in numbers that even the small amount of people, smaller amount of people who are toxic, you know, are larger, like, or in some cases, equal to some other fandom. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Like, is there a possibility? <laughs> is there a possibility? Yeah, like, that this could be a rehab or some sort of attempt to clean up or make or, or paint the group and make right. it in a positive light. Right. I guess I mean, is there a possibility as in like, yeah, there's a thousand percent. I almost feel like it's more than a possibility. If You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, OK. I don't want to sound like, OK, yeah, you know, people go on the Internet and just make stuff up all the time. Right. But yeah. also, I do think that there's something to like wanting to clean up your image and astroturfing to do that. We all are familiar with astroturfing where people just try to like drown out bad news by putting positive news i don't know this just seems like such a random story that like i don't i I also too i'm hard pressed to believe that a person who is really into q would ever come across something that would put them into bts like i don't know it it just it just would not align with me like think of it this way right think of the most racist person you know are they about to listen to K-pop out of nowhere? No. Like, what? <laughs> Not that we know any racist, like, extremely racist people or anything, but, like, I'm just saying, like, the if people who are usually into Q um, and all those, you know, conspiracies, they usually are, have some sort of tinge of racism. And I, I just don't see them, no matter how attractive, like, the content is, I don't see them that quickly making the switch to being a BTS fan unless they were really, really young. Like, like I'm sure there's some 12 year olds who like, you know, or I'm sure there's some people who, when they were 12 years old, thought the Illuminati was real. You know what I mean? But as you get older, you don't longer think that stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Well, in the actual like Reddit thread, there's a lot of older fans, like, and I say older and I'm in my like mid thirties, but there are a lot of older than me fans who are talking about, you know, getting into BTS and, you know, their love for them and how they help them through things. And, you know, like, it's always a positive, good thing when the, your hobbies, you know, are, are there and they make you happy. Like that's, that's what they should be doing. They should make you feel good. They should make you happy. So, I mean, if BTS or K-pop or K-dramas, you know, or, us if we do that then yeah i'm all for it for sure what i don't like is a lot of the whitewashing of some of the more negative things that are facts and not fiction guys and you know like talking about the blm donation which we all know is a publicity stunt for the grammys like come on come on guys and you know, about flooding the hashtags of racist because 
you know, what Black people really wanted to see was like white power, you know, and racist. Yeah, people hashtag really, trending. <laughs> it's just crazy how people really think that like that one thing that K-pop fans did is somehow emblematic of everything armies do every single day to stand up against racism in the fight for equality. Like, it's crazy to me. They really have brainwashed and manipulated the world at this point. Yeah. So, honestly, this thread is really interesting because it's... (laughs) I really want to, to end this on a positive note, but, like, as I'm going deeper into this thread, it feels like it's up. It's like they're recruiting for a new cult. That's what a lot of these posts come across as. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stay woke. <laughs> you don't know, guys. Like, you could be like in this post and all of a sudden you have a hankering for like, I don't know, Map of the Soul 7 or something. And it'll be <laughs> because of this, this, this thread and i mean i enjoyed some of map of the seven map of the soul seven so yeah i get it i get it but yeah i don't know it's uh, i kind of want to take it off my phone like i just want to get out of that window just because it's it it came across as like they were recruiting for a new cult and i did not like that very much but anyways once again though lastly just to wrap it up on a happy note love what you love don't be obnoxious about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely do not bully people because they don't like what you like. That's stupid and dangerous. And just <sighs> there's a lot of shit in this world, guys. We need to yep. focus on the happy stuff, the good stuff, the things that make you feel good. And the stuff that make you feel good that doesn't hurt other people. Like, I want to stress that second part because sometimes things that might make you feel good are not great for other people. So we want, like, you to be happy and you not to be bothering other people at the same time. So Right. I do feel like I need to put that out there because some people would roll with it. But yes, be happy. Love your hobbies. Love your groups. Love your biases. Love your things. Love your family. Love each other. And yeah, with that, we're going to get into the last part of this episode. And that is our featured section. And our featured group is going to be Kepler. So Kepler is a nine-member K-pop project girl group formed through the Mnet survival show Girls Planet 999. The group consists of Yujin, Mashiro, Xiaoting, Chaehyun, Daeyeon, Hikaru, Hanin Bahia, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Yongun, and Yeso. The final lineup was announced on October 22nd, oh, my mama's birthday, 2021, also Nikki's birthday, I think, during the final episode of Girls Planet 999. The group is managed by Wake One Entertainment and Swing Entertainment. They will promote for two years and six months starting on their debut day. They officially debuted on January 3rd, 2022 with the mini album First Impact entitled track Wadada. So we watched Wadada, the music video. We watched Wadada, the dance practice. We watched OOO, which is over, over, over. And we watched two versions of that, the dance practice and the live version on the actual show, I guess the encore performance. And we also watched a perform- uh, a dance practice, sorry, of MVSK. So what did you think of Kepler? So, okay. First impression from like just hearing Wada Da, I, th- I got this really weird feeling where... I'm going to admit, like, I wasn't a fan of the song, but they gave me this really weird feeling of, like, like, kind of J-poppy, like, feeling. Not necessarily the sound or anything specifically. It was more so a combination of, like, I don't know, there was just something about, and and I hate to reduce this down to something as nebulous as vibes, but it was vibes. I'm telling you, it was all vibes. In terms of, like, you know, the performance aspect of everything, I actually think they're pretty good dancers. I think this is probably one of the stronger dancer groups. Of, when we talk about like groups with, you know, dancing, which is all of them, I think this is one of the strongest ones. Now, I do think they have way too many girls. 
I think one of the first thing I noticed was that Huning Bahia, I think that's how you say her first name. One of the first thing I noticed is that she had basically no lines. And even when it was time for her to dance, she didn't do anything like, like, you know how you kind of have many slow solos in the dance. Even when it was time for her to dance, she didn't do anything that was like particularly impressive. So like, I, it, it makes you wonder, like, <laughs> why? How did she get in this group? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, that sort of thing makes you wonder for sure. But yeah, going back to the music, the best song of theirs was MYSK. I'm not sure if that's like a, an acronym, an abbreviation. I don't know what it is. All I know is it's the best song that I've heard from them. And also their look and their style in that video, like the video was really good, very mature. And it's very different from something like over, over, over and over and over or wada-da, especially since, again, like the repetition, the wada-da, like it's a bit, you know. But I, I did feel like MVSK felt, I don't know. It, it, you know how like different, I hate to say different countries have their own vibes, but like J-pop kind of has its own sound in a way. And, and it's not even just a sound that you can pick it up from. It's also vibes. And I don't know. I just felt like, Wadada just seems very Japanese to me. But that was a, a lot, a, a long way of saying I liked what they had to offer with MVSK, but I do think they need a ton of work because their voices are not like as distinct as yeah. they are, as, as as I've seen with other groups. And I just need to think they need a little bit more practice. Like, well, I think once they get practice on the go- uh, vocal aspect, and maybe if they trim down some of the, like, members, like, I don't think this group needs to be as big as it is. I think they could have a lot of potential going for it. But, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, no, I agreed. I mean, I... <sighs> what I know at first listen was just like, what is this? Yeah. It definitely was a grower. And, and I think the so what-a-da part, like, that is the catchiest part of the song. Like, I don't remember anything else. I just remember what-a-da, what-a-da. So, I mean, I, like, there's nothing about this group that makes me think, oh, I need to check out the rest of their music. I'll be very honest. Like, mm-hmm. if I base it just on what-a-da. Right. Like, but, I don't think, I don't think, Sorry, Kajop, but I have to say, like, I don't I don't think they stood out really. Like I think I could tell they all could dance, but yeah. there wasn't a voice that stood out. And also the song, like you said, the song just was kind of there. But so I, I it wasn't yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, like it, then I listened to MVSN or sorry, MVSK, and I was like, oh, why was so this not the title track? Yeah, yeah, like they were so much more confident as well when they performed it. They looked good like they had a very like I don't know there was something about them when they performed that song that is so much more like it felt like it was more them and I don't even know these girls but it felt like more the direction that the girls should be going in because Wadada felt like they were trying to be Blackpink meets Twice meets Southern G Idol you know like it felt like they were just imitating what is popular and what is you know trendy whereas I felt that MVSK was just it felt fresh for them. It felt like something that they should be doing. And so I really enjoyed it. I thought over and over and over was not great. I thought that was actually the most Japanese sounding of their songs. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah. yeah. And it just, that is definitely like very, like IOI when they dropped, when they debuted, they also had like kind of like a, like a, not a floppy first single because they're still pretty popular, but it wasn't really like their best single. You know, and that was Dream Girl. That's what it kind of reminded me of Dream Girl. You know, like, it was mm-hmm. just, like, that first song that they dropped that was kind of, un- like, forgettable, but it was, like, the first song, it's whatever. And and then, you know, they went, they they had What a Man, which I still protest to this day, because how dare you, <laughs> how dare you take it, like, how dare you <laughs> take What a Man? <laughs> Salt and Pepper. And Vogue, Mothers, Queens. No. But then they dropped, what's the song called? It's not called Really Really. JYP wrote that song for them. And it literally is crack. Like, if you've ever heard it, it's like the instrumental sounds like something from a, like, video game. It is, mm-hmm. like, very, 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 that's what it's called. Yeah, so that song was their big hit. Like, 
huge. It was a huge song. And it's, you know, it sold a lot. It, you know, blew them up, whatever. I feel like Kepler hasn't found that song yet, but they're, if they continue with like songs like MVSK, <laughs> they'll definitely get there. And so that's my long-winded way of saying that there's potential here. I don't see a lot of vocal potential. I see mostly other types of potential, which are, you know, worth their weight in gold in, in K-pop anyway. So whatever. And I I do feel like once they find, find their very, 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 like they're definitely, or they, they're La Vie en Rose, I feel like they're going to definitely do, I think they'll be right up there with some of the like other newer groups that have been really kicking off, like Stacey and Weekly and Espa and Ivy. So I definitely see the potential and the future of Kepler. I mean, the future is going to be very short. It's only two, two years and six months, but <laughs> there's still a future right. there. Right. So, yep. yeah. All right. Well, sorry guys. It's so short, but not much happening because of the lunar holiday, but it just means that when we come back, we're going to have like a three hour episode. So, you know, take what you can get. <laughs> Right. But anyways, uh, do you have any uh, last words, any shout outs? I don't have any last words on the stories, but I do have shout outs. Shout outs. I, I feel like this will be probably what the third episode in a row or the second episode in a row where I shout this out. Shout outs to Issa Yama. Okay. Shout outs to MAPPA. Shout outs to Attack on Titan season four, part two. Like you have to watch. Well, you have to watch the whole show because you won't understand anything if you don't. But if you already have, you have to watch season four, part two. You will not regret it. It is one of the greatest stories ever put to film. Uh, so I'm just excited to see what comes next. Shout outs to <laughs> shout outs to all the Thai actors. And I'll leave it at that. I won't be specific. I'm always specific with my shout outs. But this time, yeah, I'm not going to do that. What about you? I also have to give a shout out to Isayama because Attack Whoa. on Titan has has a grip it did from the minute i heard linked horizon in season one and it has continued to this day and yeah every every episode just reinforces my love for aaron yeager if you don't like aaron yeager, yes. you won't get it you won't get it but he is he's a real deal like there's not a lot of real ones in k-pop and sorry k-pop not k-pop in anime there's not a lot of real ones in anime i feel like the Aaron is a real one for sure. I mean, he's definitely, if he says he's going to murder you, he's going to murder you. So, you know, like he's definitely a real one. And mm -hmm. uh, I definitely feel like I, I love seeing how things unfold. I, I like, I have read the manga. I know what is coming, but there's a huge difference from seeing it like animated versus reading it in a manga skin like let's be real guys it was a manga skin but <laughs> definitely recommend to anybody who's not squeamed out really quickly by like blood and some gore well actually there's a lot of gore but yeah if, if you can stomach say. that yeah if you can stomach that the story is worth it if you can't i'm sorry yes. guys you just watch demon slayer or something you know like it's not shade to demon slayer demon slayer is a very pretty anime i just found demon slayer extremely boring i just found i just thought it was extremely boring i'm sorry but it was very pretty and the animation is off the charts so kudos kudos to you guys as well the demon slayer fans if you guys want to have anime i do have soju chronicles Jimin will definitely be doing an Attack on Titan episode with us when it's done. So you can find us yes. there. Oh, uh, yes. and, then, <laughs> and then my shout outs, obviously, to you, Jimin, for being here. And, you know, there's not a lot, not a lot on the plate, but we made it interesting, hopefully. Shout out to Ash and Jay, who just couldn't make it. Shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much. A lot of love, even after all this time. And it's, it's surprising. But it's very, very much appreciated. We have a Patreon. It is $3 a month. And if you have it, you know, and you're willing to part with it, definitely join us there. We have so many fun conversations, so many album reviews. I talked about the CX one that we did. Ugh, such Lost still has a grip on me. But, you know, and we're going to, spoiler, we're going to do Red Velvet's Perfect Velvet next. So 
definitely don't want to miss that. And lastly, just, you know, shout out to Big Bang and God 7. Love you. Love you, booze. And <laughs> <laughs> so this is it for God, for oh, God 7. This is it for Not Your Average Netizens. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Gmail at not your average citizens at gmail.com you can mm-hmm. find us on twitter and instagram i definitely will be updating it when this episode comes out guys i promise and that is at also at not your average netizens you can find us on twitter i'm not logged in all the time so i mean there'll be definitely be gaps <laughs> between things that are going up on there but you can find us there at nyan edison which is n-y-a-n-e-t-i-z-e-n-s uh, and if you, you know, are a Patreon, you know, you can reach us there and just message us what you want us to do. I mean, we're open to most things. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, thanks a lot. You know, happy belated Lunar New Year <laughs> to everybody who celebrates. Happy Black History Month because it is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black into K-pop. Last year was very hectic. We decided to be a, a lot more chill this year. So it's like live spaces once a week. And I think we're just going to have games and stuff like that. You should check out last week. We had one with Ashley and Natasha who were K-pop writers, Black K-pop writers. And, you know, we got a lot more information on like how to be a K-pop writer. And we have next week, I'm going to be hosting one <laughs> titled, Maybe We Are the Problem. And it's going to be a discussion <laughs> on international fans who are doing the most. <laughs> yes, that's good. Which it's definitely, yeah, definitely something that we should talk about a little bit more. And yeah, so thank you. And yes, good, thank good, you so much. Good day, good night, good morning, goodbye. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye, guys. See you next time.